This is Bigger Pockets Daily, and I'm your host, Tyler. If you're ready to learn about real estate investing and you're short on time, what do you say we jump right in? Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation home owning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 2021 housing market outlook. Is real estate in a bubble or is it just simple economics? By Dave Meyer. With property prices soaring across the country, many are wondering if the housing market is in a bubble right now. And it's a good question. When prices rise double digits year over year, as they have recently, up 12% YOY in January, it's wise to be skeptical of a bubble. Rapid increases in asset prices can be an indicator of a bubble in both the housing and stock markets. And when I look at the underlying data that has been fueling the housing market's meteoric rise, I don't see a bubble. I see a very unique economic environment that has tipped the scales of the market almost entirely to a seller's market, but still a market based on solid fundamentals. Let's take a look. Inventory. When we look at the housing market since the beginning of 2020, inventory has been the predominant force. Well, I should say the lack of inventory has been the driving force in the market. Looking back through the year 2000, we can see that the fall of 2020 was the lowest that HUD's Months of Housing Supply Index has hit since the year 2003. People are just not selling their homes. The basic economic concept of supply and demand tells us that when supply drops, as it did at the beginning of the pandemic, and demand stays constant, prices will increase. When the same amount of buyers want fewer houses, it creates bidding wars, which we all know have become the norm in many major metros. So that is the primary factor here, low inventory. Demand. 
Now, we just talked about that when supply drops and demand stays constant, prices tend to go up. But what happens when demand goes up as well? In that scenario, prices tend to go crazy. And this is exactly what we're seeing right now. Calculated Risk charted the index of weekly mortgage applications for purchases, not refinances. As you can see, there is a temporary drop in demand at the beginning of 2020, but since then, the numbers have continued on the same trajectory they've been on since around 2015. You might notice that demand is currently down a bit, which is almost certainly normal seasonality. Buying slows in the winter and accelerates over the summer. Demand is growing, but not at a crazy rate. It's not spiking in a way that seems unsustainable, or in a way that is even approaching where we were in the 2000s. The slope of demand growth is still less than what it was in the years between 1990 and 2006. Interest rates. In my mind, demand is going up for two reasons. One, the pandemic is prompting people to seek new homes in a way that I cannot really quantify. Yet. People seem eager to find their nests or to move out of a city and into the suburbs in a more pronounced way than in the past. That is all anecdotal evidence, but I believe it. Two, interest rates are extremely low, which is a quantifiable and understandable reason demand is up. When interest rates decline, it makes mortgages less expensive and houses more affordable. This is attractive to buyers. All of a sudden, a buyer could pay $100 per month less on the house they were considering, or a buyer's budget might jump from $250,000 to $280,000. This increased affordability, therefore, has dual effects. It increases demand, more people want to take advantage of cheap money, and it pushes up housing prices all on its own. People can and will pay more for the same house. Bidding wars. Looking forward. To me, these factors indicate that the run in housing prices over the last few months is based on simple economics. Supply is low and demand is up. But what we've looked at so far is all backward-facing. The question on everyone's mind is, what's going to happen next? I don't think we're in a bubble, and I don't see the market crashing in the next 12 months. We have these three important factors driving prices up, and while I think they will ease... I don't think they'll change dramatically in the coming months. Inventory is recovering, but is unlikely to fully recover in 2021. New housing starts only reached pre-pandemic levels in January 2021. There will be a lag in new construction helping to boost inventory numbers, even if existing home sales go up. Demand remains up. There is no signs that demand is going to go down the Fed has stated that they are going to keep interest rates near zero for the foreseeable future, perhaps even into 2023. That's great news for mortgage seekers. Bond yields play a big role in mortgage rates. Although they have climbed in 2021, they have leveled off. If they grow more, it will likely cool the housing market, but not cause any sort of crash. Strong summer. First, I think the housing market will continue to show above-average appreciation numbers through the end of summer 2021. I don't think they will remain as high as they have been, but still in the 2% plus range for quarterly appreciation. I'm basing this on the fact that the economic recovery is looking very strong right now. Employment numbers are recovering. The number of new jobs jumped from 468,000 in February to 916,000 in March. And the Consumer Confidence Index, CCI, made its biggest jump in years, indicating that people have money and plan to spend it. Lastly, 
We haven't seen inventory return to expected levels, although that could change by midsummer. Gradual cooling. After the summer, my best guess is that things will start to cool. Rather than seeing quarterly appreciation rates in the 3 to 4% range, I think they'll drop down to 1 to 2%. For historical context, this is not a crash or a correction. This is still good appreciation. It's just more of a return to normal than what we've seen recently. I'm basing this hypothesis on two things. Interest rates are forecasted to rise from 3.4% to 3.8% by the end of the year. Rising rates will cool off the market. But a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage at 3.8% is still crazy low in historical terms. Demand and appreciation are likely to continue growing, albeit at a slower pace. Inventory has to recover at some point. My personal belief is that very few people were willing to sell their homes during the worst of the pandemic. I think there will be an increase in inventory starting in May and continuing through the summer. And at some point in the fall, things will return to a normal level of inventory. By no means are my hypotheses here terribly unique. In general, I think many of the big players in the real estate space have it about right. In their latest quarterly forecast, Freddie Mac predicted house price growth to hit 6.6% nationally this year, before dropping to 4.4% in 2022. Those are both still excellent numbers. You can see their quarterly forecast at biggerpockets.com. Personally, I think prices could cool a little faster than Freddie is predicting with a slightly steeper decline from Q3 21 through Q2 22, but overall, I think this is directionally a good analysis. Remember, 4.4% appreciation is still really good in historical terms and is likely to outpace inflation even with inflation potentially on the rise. I can't tell what will happen for sure, but I personally don't see any sort of crash coming. I believe appreciation will come back down to earth and flatten over the coming quarters, but will still continue on a national level. Combined with historically low mortgage rates, it's still an intriguing time to buy, if you can find someone to sell you a house. Thanks for checking out this episode of Bigger Pockets Daily. Remember, every Thursday there's a new episode of the Bigger Pockets Real Estate Podcast. And they drop an episode each Sunday, too. Twice a week. Sheesh. Slackers. But seriously, check out Brandon and David's show. You can search for it on your podcast app or go to biggerpockets.com slash podcast. Meanwhile, I'll meet you back here tomorrow.